This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. It's OBEHAVE with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rintin, Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Now, imagine taking a so-called disability and turning it into a superpower. That's what our special guests today do and keep doing. Chris Hannah is a very talented music teacher in New Jersey. He happened to adopt a sweet, deaf dog named Cole. Now, together, they're on a heartfelt mission for acceptance, advocacy, and inclusion in pets and people. Please give pause and applause to Chris, Hannah, and Cole. Welcome to the show, Chris and Cole. Thank you very much. Cole, can you say hello? Can you say hi to everybody? Beautiful boy. Talk to me. Yes. Speak to me. Beautiful boy. Thank you. Everyone, he has sign language Cole's name. Good thing his name isn't Rumpelstiltskin. And when he does that, Cole watches the finger movement and then speaks, sparks, right, Chris? Yep, that was the, the longest trick it took me to teach him of anything he's ever learned because he doesn't bark. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm just glad it's only four letters in his name. He actually has a sign name, too, which is just the letter C over the top of your heart. So, Oh, um, C over I, the top of the heart? Okay, I will learn that. Next, I'm going to meet you someday and Cole, and I will do that for Cole. It would be my honor. We need to step back in time. Uh, you're a music teacher in an elementary school in New Jersey. Shout out to your to your school. Hey, Dr. Many's Elementary School here in Vineland. We're sitting in my classroom right now, actually. Oh, my gosh. It's a nice-looking classroom. And I think it was 2017 you went to a, a shelter in Jersey. Tell me what happened. So I uh, I decided that I wanted to get, at my time, my pug was 15 years old. I wanted to get my pug a, uh, a little sibling, and I wanted to rescue my first dog. So I went on the local shelter's website. I have some friends that are volunteers at the shelter, and... Literally the first dog that popped up under the adoptable dogs tab was this picture of this little white American bulldog pit bull mix that said the word special needs next to it. His name was Harry Potter. Oh, it was a Harry Potter. That's magical. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I found out later on they named him Harry Potter because they said it was going to be a magical dog one day. So it was uh, it was kind of meant to be. Uh, little did they know how magical he was really going to become. So I made an appointment. How old was Cole about that at that time? They estimated between five and five and a half months old. And he was at the shelter for, I think, seven weeks prior to my, my meeting him. So did he come from the streets? Was he part of a litter? Was he on a Harry Potter musical and decided he didn't want to act? Where did he hail from? From my understanding, he was caught by animal control on a pretty busy road here in Vineland. Vineland's a very large town in southern New Jersey. And he was brought in with his biological mom. Uh, she was a oh. little tiny staffy pit bull mix, a little spark plug. And she was actually adopted in less than a week. Wow. While her gorgeous little puppy sat behind the cages. 
So let's get into it. You know, everybody, we are talking with Chris Hanna and his dog, Cole. And Cole, I found out, uh, I was watching a TV show at the end of 2022, and there was a special saluting really great dogs. And your dog, Cole, was named the 2022 American Humane Hero Therapy Dog. And I think he won the competition. He got more than a million votes, right? Yeah, he was. Uh, Take that, you politicians. He, yeah, he was named the, the country's top therapy dog, which was wow. It was a, a dream. We went for it last year and we didn't win the category. So we tried again. And in that time, we just really focused on the work that we do. So he was the first deaf dog to ever win any American Humane Hero Dog Award. So it was twofold, you know, to do our therapy work, but to bring awareness to special needs and specifically hard of hearing or deaf dogs. You gotta admit, it's kind of ironic, don't you think? Don't worry, I'm not gonna sing. I know you're a music teacher, but don't you think it's ironic that a music teacher has a deaf dog, but that hasn't held either of you back? Honestly, I, I truly believe that that's what makes this, in my school community, that much more effective and powerful. Because of the fact that we're bridging a gap between something so auditory as music with deafness and not being able to hear said music. I mean, he was named after the character in the movie Mr. Holland's Opus, which was about a, a music teacher with a deaf son. It was an extremely inspirational movie to me when I was in college. It kind of kept me going as I was going through my degree in music education and music school and he this music teacher in the movie happened to have a, a son that was named after john coltrane so his name was oh. cole and they discovered when he was a couple years old that he was actually deaf so when this little deaf puppy came into my life it was kind of a no-brainer my students at school actually voted for his name but when i told him that that special story about that movie that inspired my life in the way that it did it was pretty unanimous that it was going to be it was going to be cole you also have another source of inspiration. You want to let everyone know about your nephew, Kevin. Yeah, my nephew, Kevin, um, they discovered when he was very, very young that uh, he was hard of hearing and later on that he was clinically deaf. He has two cochlear implants. But oh, wow. what is amazing with my nephew is that watching him grow up and going through school and watching how it having that disability never stopped him even way before harry potter came into my life i would just admire my nephew for being this little boy that was so strong within himself to to just persevere and he loves music and he loves dancing and he loves art and my nephew would find a way to to hear that music and he was in his school dance club and his cheer club and he did all these really really incredible things it was truly inspirational. And then when this little puppy came into my world that was born the same way, I don't think I ever believed in destiny until March 26th of 2017 when I first met this puppy. It literally changed my life. And I went to my, my parents' house that night for dinner. And it's, it was a kind of a family tradition on Wednesday nights when I would have dinner with my nephew. And I went and I showed him a picture of the puppy. And I told him all about the puppy. And then I told him that the puppy was deaf. And to, to see the look on my nephew's face, I'll never forget it. The way his eyes lit up and he said, there's something born just like me. And that right there set forth a lifetime goal, really. You should have bought a lottery ticket. You probably did win <laughs> and we're just not knowing it. But I think you did win the lotto. I mean, tell us about Cole's personality. Now, Cole is, is a young man now. How much does he weigh? Cole is, he's lost a few pounds. Um, we've dieted a little bit. He gets spoiled in school because he works 
with yeah. uh, about 70 teachers. So he gets a lot of snacks in the morning before the day begins. Um, but he's a very healthy, he's about 60, about 68, 69 pounds, which is his ideal weight. Okay. He just turned six years old. Happy birthday. He's a pretty funny guy. He doesn't let anything interrupt his, his napping, but he knows when to turn it on. And it's pretty funny because when he comes to school, he's literally like running down the hallway to go play ball with different teachers, go play with stuffed animals. And then the day starts and his personality changes because the kids are here. And when he's working with the children, it's a different personality. And then when we do school programs and we travel to schools in our region, and it's called the super suit. It's his superhero outfit with the cape and the mask. Of course. And he turns into a different dog. It's the funniest really? thing to watch. He literally turns into a different dog. He turns it on and he's like super alert and super hyper focused. And his eyes are glued on me and he's ready to just to show off. But then when we do our veterans visits every week and his red, white, and blue veterans vest goes on, it's a different dog. He's a little funny. He's very bubbly. He's very wiggly. He's about putting heads on laps. Some of the veterans in the wheelchairs, some of the veterans want him to jump in the bed. So he jumps in the bed and cuddles with them. And then we have our hospice vest, which is purple. And when that goes on, he just turns into a professional snuggler. He literally just lays in bed with our hospice patients. And some of the best therapy they get is just laying and taking a nap together. So it's almost like he can just take a nap on cue. He's a close hound that knows what to do wearing what, correct? He really he That's does. pretty amazing. <laughs> that is pretty amazing. It's funny to watch. I mean, it's really funny to watch. Like when the vest goes on at school. Well, don't you think part of it he's he might be reading your energy, Chris? Yeah, there's no doubt. Our energies are so intertwined and they've become so intertwined over the last five years, going on six years, that our, our energies feed off of one another. So when we walk into a school, it's like both of us kind of look at each other and we're like, all right, let's do it. And, you know, we always start every assembly off and he hides backstage. Okay. I, he waits for my cue to come out, but we always start every show off with a high five backstage and a kiss. And I go out and we do the introductions. He comes running out, does a couple tricks, and then our story begins. And But to watch the way that we are, and everybody that meets us does the exact same thing. They love watching us work together because we are so in tune yeah. together well you mentally finish one another's thoughts and sentences it sounds like and that is the truest complement of the human animal bond i think i want people before we take a break to know how to follow you find you and we're going to talk about a few of the recent facebook posts <laughs> i thought were <laughs> hilarious so chris where do people find you and cole you can find us on coldedefdog.com and that will link you to all of our social media as well. We have Facebook, Instagram. We have TikTok. Our TikTok name is Def Cole. And we have YouTube um, and Twitter. But I'm not good at keeping up with Twitter. I'm not going to lie. And you had to learn all this or you knew it already? Are you one of those guys? No, I was not a social media fan. My personal social media, I'm very, I slack on it a lot. Um, it's all pictures of my dogs. But no, I've I've been learning as I go, and you know, it, I swear it's a blessed journey. So it's it's being driven by some uh, some pretty strong forces. And you have elementary school teachers that probably could school you on how to do social media, right? Yeah, but now we've we've gained quite a following. So um, now I'm I'm kind of the go to guy with. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you, uh, nice, nice. Yeah. Now I'm now I'm schooling some of the the twenties. Oh. somethings that come in. 
Hey, everyone. We're speaking with Chris Hanna. He's in New Jersey. He's a music teacher, and he has a dynamite dog named Cole. Cole, the deaf dog. He is the therapy dog of the year. And we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to learn a little bit about what they do for veterans, for students, and more. But everybody, just sit, stay. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. Hey, pet pals, Arden Moore here from the Old Behave Show, talking to you about a great company called Natural Farm. They make all natural dog chews and bones. Yum yum for the dogs. They are single ingredients. They're very nice to the environment and they support a lot of animal welfare groups. Check them out for your dogs. They're bully sticks, gullet sticks, collagen sticks, and peanut butter, chicken, and other flavors. You get to choose what chew for your dog. Go to naturalfarmpet.com. Pause up. Use promo code BEHAVE15 for 15% off store-wide. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hey everybody, I'm Rachel Ray, and you're listening to OBHAVE with Arden Moore on Pet Life Radio. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to OBHAVE. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the OBHAVE show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I love this duo, this dynamic duo, Chris Hanna and Cole the Deaf Dog. Da, 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 da. Now, my music background, Glockenspiel High School. What do you think? Awesome. I did a mean yeah. uh, Avon lady. Ding dong. <laughs> and my sister played the baritone. So uh, we weren't your typical music students. I love music, but I realized that was not going to be a career for me. There's not a big calling for Glockenspielist. Are, is there, Chris? No, not it's it's not a trending instrument. Um, <laughs> it's definitely one that we teach, but it, I can't say that it's uh, it's trending on the TikTok right now. <laughs> and it's very uncomfortable to play when you're marching because one shoulder is lower than yeah. the other. So just so you know, I knew that wasn't in the cards for me, but you knew music was in the cards for you. But fate brought you and Cole together. So did you know sign language with your because of your nephew Kevin? Or can you tell us how you communicate best with Cole? I was not fluent in sign language and I'm still not. I'm, I try to learn more and more literally every day. I, I make it a journey with my students as well, having them learn the process of educating yourselves in American Sign Language. But my nephew would teach me a lot of the commands that he wanted me to teach the puppy. So oh, good, as, good. as a puppy, my nephew became the teacher, which is what I love. Uh, that's what I love about our journey. But as a puppy, it's very difficult for dogs to learn true American Sign Language because a lot of the motions are multifaceted. So the difference between lay down and jump is not very different. It's a, really? a, a, it's a changing movement of lay down versus jump. So a puppy brain it has to mature a little bit to realize the difference of the way I'm moving my hand upward versus downward. It's going to mean something completely different. So we would transition Cole as he got a little bit more mentally mature, probably around a year old or so. And we would start turning his, you know, the stereotypical lift for sit became the actual sit and sign language and lay down. And we just kept changing a lot of them over into actual American sign language. So it became like a learning process all over again. 
her cold. But in the same token, it was a learning process for me as well. So it oh, was, yeah. it was a lot of fun. Well, to be certified as a therapy pet, and I've had four or five. I have a dog, Kona, who is a certified therapy dog, and my cat, Casey, certified therapy cat right now. There's certain things they have to accomplish in order to be able to earn that. How challenging it was it to go through all the different steps when you have a deaf dog? And I love how your phrase about disability, you know, that's not a weak point. That can be turned into a superpower. So going through the therapy, because there might be people listening that may have a, quote, special needs dog, and they want to see if that dog may want to have a role in therapy work. Can you give some tips? Absolutely. It's funny because we'll I first realized Cole's very special disposition around, especially around our youth. And I realized that having him become a, a registered therapy dog was going to be a path that we wanted to take. And we started to research and there is some disadvantage to a dog that has a disability with some of the, some of the evaluation parts. Yeah. And there was one therapy company, national therapy company that would not really even give us the time of day because of the fact that he was deaf and because he's a pit bull mix. So it was kind of a, a double-edged sword there. And I think that only solidified me to really, to kick it into high gear, to show people that you're doubting us for the wrong reasons. And yes. Just yes. like you would. And I always laugh, but I, even now when we face adversities, I channel my nephew and how was my nephew overcome so many obstacles in life and continues to persevere. I want to do the same for myself, but I want to do it with Cole. So I remember taking his therapy exam, the the lady that evaluated us had actually said, if you need his attention, which is a, a big issue, you know, part of the exam was placing him, telling him to stay, but then walking out of sight. But my dogs rely on me for right. their ears. So that is, you know, it's kind of, I don't want to say discriminatory against a deaf dog, but... Well, I think maybe it needs to evolve. I think it needs to evolve. And we're working, that's something, that's a goal of ours with our new foundation to kind of help educate and modify certain aspects. But, you know, she told me to stomp on the ground if I need his attention. And I'm like, I'm in a park. I can't make the earth shake. Like, you know, and I just kind of looked at myself and I looked at my wife and I said, all right. Here we go. I always laugh because I went into silence mode where I, I just don't speak. A lot of times when I'm communicating with Cole, I will narrate the things that I am doing. So a, a hearing person can understand what it is that I'm saying for my dog to do. But that day I didn't. I went into complete silence mode and I I kind of channeled, you know, Good. some differences. And he literally rocked it. Um, and he even evaluators, their minds were changed that day so it was uh it was a dream kind of come true do you want to mention the therapy group that you are a part of that you like or not absolutely we are certified through bright and beautiful therapy dogs cole's sister Cece, who is also deaf she is a registered therapy dog through bright and beautiful therapy dogs they have been huge supporters of ours they have stood behind our journey through some of the adversities that we've had to face. There's been a couple of times that we've gone viral on the internet and the anti-pipple organizations start pouring out. And a lot of it during COVID, uh, which was incredible. We were on Good Morning America. And as soon as it hit the airwaves, these people started emailing my school district. They emailed the therapy dog organization trying to get our licenses revoked. And Oh my gosh. Don't people have that. something better to do? Pitbulls were nanny dogs. It's all part of our journal. 
Yeah, it is. It is part. It's your challenge. It's your superpower challenge to overcome bias and misconceptions. I love pities. And I'm watching Cole while this is being recorded. And I've written a number of pet behavior books. And I wish a little ounce of uh, Cole could be sprinkled in all dogs. Because what a temperament and what a legacy and what a mission. I mean, he is a superhero. And this is where I want to get into some fun stuff because shame on the the naysayers. Let's go with the positive because that's what we're about here. And that is going to your Facebook page with 97,000 followers and growing. I'm laughing and I'm sorry, my apologies. Super Bowl, you got Cole with your students and they were doing Fly, eagle, fly for the for the Philadelphia yeah. Eagles, which wasn't a very exciting game, right? Mm-hmm. It but was you good. tuned in to current events to get Cole engaged with students. I really like that. It was really cool because I had uh, taught, we were doing a pep rally because we're not far from Philadelphia. And a lot of our students are Philadelphia fans. Right. And the, the one player from the Chiefs is actually from our hometown, which was great. He's a rookie. But a lot of them, we planned a Super Bowl pep rally in 2018, and we wanted to recreate it. And when I started teaching a fight song, a couple of the students were like, well, we want Cole to be able to understand it. I said, well, then what do we have to learn it? And they said it in sign language. And I said, absolutely, let's do it. So we learned how to sign the fight song in American Sign Language. That's awesome. But it was cooler because they're the ones who were taking that initiative. And, you know, Cole was... We met one of the Philadelphia Eagles former players when we first started our journey at Best Pro Shops, and he autographed Cole's Eagles jersey. And then Cole was named uh, Philadelphia Phillies All-Star teacher. He actually was the first really? dog to ever win the award. Yes, in 2019, he was the Philadelphia Phillies All-Star teacher. So we got to go to the stadium on the field, dance on the dugout. We had our own VIP section. Did he meet the fanatic? He met the fanatic several times throughout the night, which was pretty funny. And he's met the fanatic a few times since then. But he didn't. It didn't phase him. We were literally in a sold out stadium, dancing on the dugout with forty thousand people screaming. Might be good not to be able to hear. I'd say. Yeah, and like the play was great because all the players are coming out of the dugout, and here are all these like famous baseball players like waving at Cole, and they're all taking pictures, and they're you know they're it was just awesome. So he got he got the paparazzi, the paparazzi yeah. uh, treatment. That's cool. Well, yeah, so does. you go from there, and the kids love him. I I saw a clip on Valentine's Day. He's wearing little heart shaped glasses, and one by one, kids are giving him a little Valentine's Day hug. I thought that was beautiful. That's every day when he when they come off the school bus. Like he stands out in the uh-huh. hallway. Uh, if it's a nice day and it's warm outside, he stands outside by the buses. Otherwise, he's right inside the bus door to keep him from the weather. And he literally gets hugged every morning before we start our school day at nine twenty-five. He by the time the buses roll in, he's been hugged probably about two hundred and forty to two hundred and fifty times. That's hugs, and that's just the start of the school day. You know, and like when we have school spirit, he's always dressed up in our school spirit, whatever it may be. You know, yesterday was Valentine's Day, so he was wearing his red and his heart. I saw that. When it was, <laughs> when it was the 100th day of school and he was dressed like an old man because all of our students dressed like they were 100 years old. Well, you got to describe it. And people, I want <laughs> you to go, please, to his Facebook, Cole the Deaf Dog, because describe what he was wearing because it was kind of hilarious. So at Halloween, we like to hit some of like the... uh the discount type stores like Marshalls and TJ Maxx, because they have great pet stuff. 
And they always have great pet Halloween costumes. And it's a Halloween costume of a little old man with arms sewn out to the sides. And it goes onto the front and it has like a little like scally cat that goes. Yeah. Yeah. And little like white hair that comes down like a wig. And he was and it has glasses, too. But I had dropped the glasses at home that morning and he's walking down the hallway and it looks like he's a little old man with a cane and he has like a fake cane right mm-hmm. it's attached to the arm and but like one person had commented i saw it this morning one person commented that i'm hurting the dog's back because he's walking that way i'm like oh geez he's not <laughs> yeah it's, yeah it's he, a costume he's, <laughs> he's walking normal he's walking <laughs> normal well tell us about at the veterans group you work with does he go bowling or what's he doing he does. We started, that was the first place we started volunteering. Um, he got his therapy cert and literally the very first place that we had visited, um, we are friends with the director of activities there. So we walked in the first visit and all of a sudden, like these people were coming out of their rooms and they're sparked up and it's all because of this little pup. The amazing part is they grew up when pit bulls were America's dog with, okay. you know, the little rascals and our gang and the RCA dog, like so many. And it t- almost took them back to their youth when he, he walked into the, to the building. So it, we just instantly developed these pretty incredible relationships. So a few months later, we were visiting and they have a bowling alley there and they do bowling events and it's four lanes, state of the art bowling the different bowling companies test out the equipment there. And one of the residents had asked us, and she was a very special lady to us. And she, she used to go to the bowling alley and we'd take Cole and she would scratch his head for good luck. And then she would roll the ball down the ramps. And then one day around Christmas time, she asked us, would you please teach Cole to bowl? And I'm like, what do you mean? You scratch his head for good luck. No, she, I want him to bowl. And I'm like, Miss Barb. And she was a lady you just, she had a smile that you just couldn't say no to. So we went home, we made a makeshift like ramp for the ball and we happened to have a bowling ball in the basement somewhere. Okay. Um, and we taught him up and it's just cold, jump and visit. And he jumps up and he pushes the ball off the ramp. Come on. Did he ever get a strike? Very. We have it on video and the Rachel Ray show aired it. It was the very first roll down the lane. He got a strike and he, all of a sudden, nobody believed that this dog was bowling. So on an average day, they have like six, eight veterans that come down bowling. That day, you couldn't move in the bowling alley because there were so many residents. The CEO came down, doctors, nurses, residents were literally piled in because nobody believed that the dog was bowling. Since then, there's a painting of Cole on the wall. Uh, A local artist had seen videos of Cole bowling and realized how much he was touching these veterans. And there's pictures of Cole everywhere. And his bowling skills got insanely good one day we were there last year cole bowled 172 he had like seven strikes in a row <laughs> oh was cr- my was dog is he on the yeah. pda the pro dog tour <laughs> yeah dog, it was, wow like, nobody was believing it. me like all i do is i i aim the ramp for the for the guy and I just cue him. He runs up. He does the rest. And he gets a treat. He just turns around like, hey, dad, I did it again. And I'm like, this is incredible. Does he bowl better than you? Come on, Chris. Yes. Does he bowl yes. better than you? That's he embarrassing. I, I used to have two dogs that would surf when I lived in Southern California. And we raised money for shelters. And it is kind of embarrassing, but also pretty neat to have your dogs outdo you on a sport. So amen to Cole, the bowler. Yeah, but it's really cool because the days that we advertise that he's going to be bowling, a lot of the residents that don't normally come down to bowl will get themselves out of their rooms. 
The place Good. is enormous. That's, a, that's important. You know, that's important. The same thing. Same thing when we did our wedding at the veterans' home. We got married last August, and we decided oh, we wanted to. Congratulations! Thank you. Our actual wedding was a week before, but you know they've been through a lot during COVID and being locked down for as many months as they were. We wanted to bring a little excitement and joy back, so we held an actual wedding there. The veterans were our bridesmaids and groomsmen. And then we had a big reception in their auditorium. And to see them, it was like the first day that they all kind of cut loose after so many restrictions for two years. Exactly. And when they started the dance music and it, like one of the veterans gave my wife away. He never had a child, so he never got to walk a daughter down the aisle. One of our bridesmaids is legally blind and she had never left her room. She had only gone to her, left her room. She was a fairly new resident at the time. And we asked her to be our, our bridesmaid and she first said no, but then she realized the following week we asked her, how's she doing? And she's like, I thought about it. And she's like, here you are fighting for people with disabilities like me. How can I tell you no? I'm going to find right. a way. So I it was it. a, it was a special moment to see her getting pushed out in the wheelchair and joining us. And what, shout out to your wife. Come on, Newlywed. Don't mess up. You're <laughs> on national my... radio, an international radio. <laughs> what is your wife's name? My beautiful wife's name is Nicole. Okay. We've known each other for years and years and years, and it was a really magical day getting married twice in a week in six days. That is pretty magical. <laughs> hey, before we go, the time goes by so fast. I know you have two other dogs and, quote, special needs, but I think they just have special powers. Tell us about Cole's buddies. So we have Cece. We adopted Cece just about two years ago, actually. She was born deaf. She was from a rescue in Tennessee, I believe. Yes, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. um, when they discovered she was, we know the foster mom. And when they discovered she was deaf, they contacted us. We went and met her. And she's a she's a sassy little thing. She's a, a typical Australian shepherd mix. Okay. Um, she's actually bigger than Cole. And she is now, she's going to be turning two years old in uh, just about a month. And a month from tomorrow. Wow. And she is she got certified as a therapy dog on her uh, first birthday. Oh, good. And right after her first birthday, she got certified. Wow. And she, she's born deaf. With the bright and beautiful therapy dogs? Yep. And who's the second dog? We have Alice. Alice, it's kind of a funny story. I'll try to make it quick. We tried to adopt Alice in February of last year. On Cole's social media, we had hundreds of people tagging us in this photo of this dog in Florida. And I looked at it and she had one eye. She was born deaf and she has a cleft palate. And she was the most beautiful little thing that I've ever seen. So I reached out to the shelter. I didn't get anywhere. I couldn't get any info. Then I finally got heard back from him about a month later, and they said she wasn't available. And then she started circulating all over the internet again. She wasn't available. I reached out to the shelter again. I'm like, man, this dog will be a perfect sidekick. And then with the day we, we took CC's therapy exam, we were driving down in the Jersey Turnpike, and I get a picture message from one of my foundation board members, and she said, look who's coming to a rescue in New Jersey. And I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. No I literally way. had a whole team of people trying to get this dog from Florida to me and we couldn't get it happen. And she ended up in a white boxer rescue in Port Elizabeth, which is six miles from my house. Oh, she's a boxer mix? She's a pit bull. She's almost all pit bull. Oh. She's a little tiny thing. We did her DNA. Okay. She only has like 10% boxer. But we, we first met her because of the facial structure. She basically has two noses. But we met her and the rest is history. We, we did the meet and greet with the dogs a week later. She was with us ever since. She'll get evaluated. What a family um, you have. Probably this spring. But she instantly started helping kids with cleft palates. 
Um, I came to school, started showing kids pictures of her, and one little girl stood up and said, I had cleft palate surgery, like seven of them. And she started talking all about the bones from her hip that they took and all this. And this little deaf dog, just like her big brother, is empowering children. There you go. Well, I'm just thinking between Cole, Cece, and Alice, a move over Marvel Comics, you've kind of got a legion of superheroes. Yeah, I think it's about time that we do some kind of documentary. And I think... Um, I think some kind of cartoon or children's show should happen because I think it, it's working in ways that people... You heard it here first on uh, Obehave, yeah. right? Come on. We've got about half a million listeners, Chris, so we can get the word out. It just takes the right person. <laughs> That's right. I really, really have enjoyed you being a guest on our show. Can you get Cole up the front so maybe I can get a quick screenshot of you guys? And if my producer wants to show up his face, we can get a picture too. Come on, Cole. I know. I'm talking to Cole, but you know what I'm saying. You woke. I know. You just woke up. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, oh, go there you go, Cole. Come over here. He was overtaking a nap. Give me that meaty cheek grin that only pities can do. I love it. He's not a smiler. I'm not going to lie. He has a very serious look all the He's time. He's very serious. Yeah, he gets the pouty look. Hey, everybody. Please, after the show, head over to Cole the Deaf Dog. All the different social media things, Instagram, TikTok. He is a dog with superpowers. And you, sir, Chris Hanna, you are a man with superpowers. I really, really appreciate you being a guest and sharing the tale of Cole. What a superhero you have. Thank you so much for having us. We appreciate it. I also want to do a shout out to my producer, Mark Winter. He is the surgeon of sound. He is the executive producer of Pet Life Radio, the largest pet radio network on the planet. And I also want you to please go to ardenmore.com. That's my site. Any of you coal followers, help Arden out. I need a thousand YouTube visitors. I have a zillion other things. Go to Arden Moore's YouTube channel. It's free. You're going to see a lot of things like this show. Until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, just saying two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave! Coast to coast and around the world, it's all behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.